Hi guys, and welcome back to my podcast, Life as a Single Christian Mom. I want to welcome those of you joining me for the very first time. My name is Madeline, and during these podcasts, I'll be talking about life experiences and things that have that have happened and also giving advice on what this journey has looked like. Welcome back guys to Mondays with Maddie. I am super excited. I um, am just so again thrilled and just uh, ready to talk about this podcast. I'm, if, I'm a little nervous and heavy because I'm about to go in, <laughs> but um, I, I feel that it is so important. But, but, but before we even get started, go ahead and grab your favorite mug, your favorite uh, drink, whether it be coffee, tea, water, anything you're, you want to drink today. I have my very special lemon, uh, warm water, honey, and lemon mix. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that on Friday I got these new comfy slippers. <laughs> these and um, I got the all white one, and a lot of people weren't happy about that because uh, <laughs> they wanted the other ones. But I love my like all white. It's either all black or all white. And it's just like I'm not. There's no gray with me. I'll do some neutrals, you know, but. There's not that much. <laughs> I like the simple. I'm very basic, you know. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got these slippers on. So if you're comfy, girlfriend, get comfy with me too, because I am super comfy right now. But anyways, I hope you guys had an amazing week. I hope that um, you're ready for a new week. We are in February pretty much. Tomorrow <laughs> is the first. Can y'all believe we survived? We survived the beginning of 2022. <laughs> we are literally um, already one month into this year. And I'm just so thankful because God has been doing so much. And um, I'm just thankful he He uses me. He picks me because he don't got to, <laughs> right? But I am so, so thankful. And I'm thankful that you guys are here. So thankful that you guys tune in every week. But um, let's go ahead and get started. And today we are going to talk about God. Break me from this habit. Break me from this habit. Again, break me from this habit. What is a habit? What are what are things that you're doing? Break me from this addiction. God, break me from this anger. God, break me from this thing that I just keep doing and I can't stop. God, break break this habit. Girl, buckle up. We are about to get into the nitty-gritty. We are about to dive deep into something that your very girl struggled with because of the grace of God. He truly saved and freed me from this addiction and truly broke the addiction again, broke the addiction. I know I talked about this before. I truly felt the Lord was leading me back to this topic. Um, if you're asking yourself if this if this is about porn, well, you guessed it. Um, I feel porn is truly one of those things that isn't talked about enough, and it's a problem. It's a true problem, and a lot of people have been dealing with this demon. And maybe your addiction isn't porn. Maybe your addiction is drinking. Maybe your addiction is gambling. Maybe your addiction is. Um, having sex, you know, all the time with different people and just different things. I don't know. You know, maybe you can't, you can't control your anger. Maybe you can't control your overeating. Maybe you can't. What is there's something in your life that you are not happy with? And you're like, God, break this from me, break this habit. One of the things that he freed me from was this was porn. And when I tell you, it was a real deal thing. And I want to, before I go uh, deep into what I'm going to talk about, I just want to give you a little backstory about me. I um, started watching porn unwanted. Like I didn't, I was a child, you know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I remember 
um, being a kid and I, I'm taking it back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Cause he's reminding me of a lot now. Um, cause I thought it started here when I moved to Florida, but actually it's, it started in New York. Cause I'll never forget. We were at, we were somewhere as a family, right. And, um, somebody in my family said, Hey, um, come over here. Uh, we're gonna, there's something in so-and-so's room that, um, that, uh, they have. And I was like, what, you know, okay, let me go. And you know what? Let, let's not even, I'm just going to be real. My older brother, my older brother was like, let's go into, you know, um, this person's room and we're gonna, um, that we're going to go see something over there. And I was like, okay. So, because as a younger sibling, you want to be around your older brother, your older sister, you want to be around. My older brother took me to this room and put on this thing on the TV. I'll never forget. I was like, what the hell? But as a kid, you're curious and you want more and you want to see, you're either going to turn back or see whatever, you know? So that was that. And then fast forward to, and I don't think that ever anything else ever occurred again, you know, cause we were at a, it was a family get together. Like it was like a regular Saturday. We're all there together celebrating whatever. I don't know. But fast forward to when we moved down here to Florida, um, again, my older brother, again, um, my parents were not home because I think they had went out. I can't remember correctly, but I know for sure my parents weren't home and all my siblings, typical Latin household, right? Or, um, your, your parents are working or they're out and you know, you're, you're left at home. The oldest is left at home to watch the younger siblings. But at this time I was 11, my older brother, seven years older than me. So what was he like 17, 18 years old? And then, um, so yeah, so we were there and he goes like, oh, just look up this on the internet. Cause we had, well, not just gotten a lap, a computer, I would say, but this was the first time a computer was actually in a room, you know, because when we lived in New York and in the nineties, when they first came out, you know, this dial up internet, like that was in the living room. Like <laughs> that was the, the, that was a prized possession, you know? So anyway, so I, so this was the first time the computer was actually in a room, you know, that that was like major, like now we got this office space, you know, for this, this computer, you know, so my parents leveled up, you know, (laughs) anyway, so in one of the rooms that the computer was in, my brother goes to go look up this and lo and behold, there's all these things that I'm looking up and my, I want to say my addiction, everything started at 11, you know, um, at 11 years old and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to tie this in. So at 11, I started watching and being curious. I started going into chats. I started doing all these things. Um, I wasn't having sex, you know, uh, but I, was watching and my mind expanded very quickly and I grew up very quickly because of what I saw. Right. So then, um, at 13, uh, some things happen and, you know, here we are and long story short, um, I was just feeling so on like dirty and unclean and just all these things, all these feelings, right. And I'll never forget. So I, if you know anything about me, then you know that my parents, my mom is Catholic. My dad is Christian. Um, at 13, it, I started, I, I spoke up and I said, I'm going to church with dad because when I was going to church, mind you watching porn and still going to church every Sunday at 11 years old, 12 years old, watching porn and still going to church every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, I wasn't on there 24 seven because obviously my parents were home. And you know, one thing about my dad, he do not play. (laughs) My dad do not play. I was reckless when my dad wasn't home, like in town. So my dad lived here and then he worked in New York at the time. You know what I'm saying? So my mom was here with us by herself. Um, my grandmother would come down to help long story short, when my dad was in town, none of that was happening. When my dad wasn't, when my dad was home, we was not playing that. When my dad was away working, forget it, done. You know, it was a wrap. So anyway, so my dad's, um, 
uh, made the transition to finally come down and be here and, and, you know, um, at 13 and whatever. So anyways, at 13, I just started, I, I was going to church to the Catholic church and not bashing churches, but just letting you know my story. 13, uh, I was 11, 12 years old feeling like I'm coming here and I'm not uh, God. Like what? Like, why is this happening then? You know, I'm hearing the message. I know what the Bible says, but then why is this, why is this going on? You know? So then, um, at, 13, like I said, I spoke up and I said, dad, I want to go to church. I want to go to church with you. And I started going to church with my dad. And then long story short, that's when I gave my life, um, gave my heart to Christ. Right. I'm not going to say life. Right. Because I was still, you know, my journey with my life, everything else happened, but I did give my life to God. And I said, I'm yours. And I accepted him in my heart and I accepted him and just, all these things. So I just wanted to give you guys that little backstory to, uh, so, so you guys can truly understand. I am a woman now 31 years old. Thank you, God. I am free from that addiction. But from the time that I was 11 to the time that I was 27, 28, right? Or 28. God help me with my age. So yeah, 28 probably. So from 11 to 28, more than 10 years in that addiction, more than 10 years in that addiction. Like that is no joke. That is no joke. And the the doors that I opened up, (laughs) like the endless amount of doors that I opened up, because once you see something, you cannot unsee it. Like how to, like, we know how that works. Like you, you see it, it's, you saw it and it's embedded in your mind. So this demon of perversion, of lust, obsession is very, is very, very real. Very real. This demon is so real and it's so strong and it is so powerful. But at the end of the day, we know who is stronger. And we know who has overcome all, right? The Bible tells me, right, that for my struggle is not against my flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And that's in Ephesians 6, 12. That's what, that, that, that's what it lets me know that it wasn't just, it wasn't Maddie, right? It was that, 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 that spirit that was brewing that, that just couldn't, you know, I wanted to seek more. And I didn't know why. I mean, I was 11 years old. I was a little girl. We didn't, we didn't leave New York. Well, we were in New York in 2000. When did we leave New York? 2001, 2002. Lord, help me. We didn't leave New York until I was 11, 12. So right around that time, right? It was all in that transition. So uh, when I was introduced to what I saw on the TV, I must have been like eight or nine years old. I was a little girl. I was a child. And and Satan, that's the thing, like Satan knew, like if I could just trap her here, this is where she's going to stay stuck. If I could just trap her here, if I could just set her eyes on this, if I could just show her that sex is this and sex is supposed to be done like this and you're supposed to do these things and you're supposed to try this and you're supposed to sleep with this amount of people and different partners, then I'll get wrapped up into that. And how will I be able to have a, 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 know what a real relationship is supposed to be like if I'm just visualizing and fantasizing those things? Because that's just a fantasy, right? You see, the thing about porn, it has a lasting residual effect. It, it, it can happen, yes, in this moment, but you're, you're thinking about it all day. You're thinking about the things that you saw. You're seeing those images in your mind. You, it's something that you cannot get, get rid of. It's something that, 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 that is just, it's, it's embedded. It's just, just like, 
your eyes can't, you close your eyes and you see it and then you want it. And then you're bored laying in your bed and that's what you want to do because you just, you, you're bored. Not only with opening the doors at eight, 11 years old, right? I was a grown woman coming home from work and do, and just doing that and masturbating. Because I said, well, if at least I'm masturbating, at least I'm not sleeping around with people because Jesus broke, you know, I wasn't sleeping around. Now, now I'm being like, you know, when I first came to Christ, rekindle my, my love with God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, well, I know that I can't be sleeping around anymore. <laughs> so now I'm not going to be sleeping around, you know, but at least if I'm masturbating, then that makes it a little bit better because at least I'm doing it with myself and not with people. No, sin is sin, y'all. Sin is sin. And that's the thing, that sin will make you try to justify it. Sin will try to make you come in with these excuses like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, that, that's just like with anger, overeating, overspending, overbuying, whatever it is that your addiction is, you will get wrapped up in making excuses for it that you're saying, no, it's okay. It's okay because this and this, no, it's not okay, sis. That's a, that's a lie straight from the pit. Straight from the pit. P- porn is worse than any drug ingested because the more we watch the more we the more we want just as a just as a drug user wants and must consume greater quantities of drugs or more powerful drugs to achieve the same high pornography drags a person deeper and deeper into hardcore sexual addictions and ungodly desires Y'all, if you've watched porn, then you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just not like that, you know, and I I want to be very careful with the words that I use, but it's just not this basic thing. Like porn goes into this deeper and deeper and deeper things that you will be watching stuff that you like, I think about it now and I'm like, how did I even watch those things? Like, how, how did I even watch those things? Because just the regular thing that I started, just that baby thing that I started off with wasn't good enough anymore. That little thing that, how it started, excuse me, y'all. <coughs> just that little thing that I started watching was just not, was just not good. I needed more. I need, I needed to be satisfied more. And now that I'm not having sex or, you know, doing all this stuff, I want more. And that's the problem. That is a problem with sin. That's the problem with this type of sin, right? Because we want more. We want to do more. And then the reason why I titled this, God break me from this habit, because you know what? It became a habit. And how much, how many of you guys know to do something new, to stick to some, to something, to break something, it takes 21 days, right? To do the same thing consistently over and over and over. Uh, your girl was coming home almost every day, coming to, to, to masturbate, coming home to watch porn, coming home to do that especially on the days that I didn't have to pick up the kids or anything else, or if I did have to pick up the kids and the gym was closed, I was going straight home, then going to pick up the boys. Like, because I just, I just wanted that fix. I wanted that fix. I wanted to f- uh, fill in that void. It was something that's on your mind that you just got to keep going. You got to keep having. You could, and, it's, and, like, and if you've never had a porn addiction, then what is your addiction? What is your thing? What is your thing that you're dealing with? Maybe for the overeating, think about it like a bag of potato chips. You just can't have one. You have one bag of potato chips, you finish the bag, and you're like, how? I only wanted one. I only wanted one. Then you get mad at yourself, but then you do it all over again. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It just keeps going and going and going over and over every single day, every single day. Just like with anger. You're mad. You don't even know why you're mad. You're just mad. Because that's your first reaction. That's what you're going to do. It's a habit, right? 
I mean, that's the only thing that I can think, like I can truly just make sense in my mind. Like, man, I'm creating this habit. God, break this habit. I don't want this habit. I don't want to come home. I want to come home and read the word. I want to come home and spend time with my kids. I want to come home and and go to sleep. I want to come home and truly just um, be able to, to not lust God, not lust over these things, not lust over a man that I see walking and think, oh my God, I, I wonder how, you know, let's be real, how big it is or how this or how that or whatever. Like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want my mind to go there. And that's exactly where my mind was going. That's, that's where it was going. Oh, because this little girl, innocent little girl was introduced to that. It is very hard to break the addiction. It's very hard to break this habit. But I know my God can. Because he did it for me, he can do it for you. I wanted to share some facts with y'all about about porn and just this industry and just what it comes with. So, uh, the average age, for, uh, 4 to 11 is the average age a child is, is first exposed to porn. Y'all, 4 to 11. That's a child, that's a baby. Exposed to porn. And 94% of children will see it by the age of 14. Again, do you hear these numbers? 94% of children will see it by the age of 14. I'm telling you guys, I love my parents. My parents did not play that stuff. When I tell you my dad, he did not, we were not allowed to sleep over nobody's house. Like that's the type of like that's the type of household we grew up in. We grew up in that house where we were like my brothers could not walk around without a shirt. Like what the hell? Like no, my parents did not do that. My parents did not play that. My parents you're not wearing short shorts. You're not wearing tank tops. Like they were so both of my parents try to shelter us so much, but I'm telling you Satan is so freaking sneaky that he will sneak in at any opportunity and that's why I want to say that because my parents were amazing parents our amazing parents I am thankful for them and my parents did not play that but Satan is so sneaky and that is just like Satan Satan is so dirty that he will step in with a little freaking crumb because he is just that um worthless satan is so worthless that he comes in like a little crumb with a little crumb that you dabble on the floor that is how he comes in in fact pornography is one of the most searched terms on the internet it is rampant in the world today and feels, feels, listen to this, feels lust, adultery, rape, and homosexuality. The enemy has taken one of the most amazing gifts that God has given us, the gift of sex, and twisted it. I have yet to find in the Bible where God says sex is bad for married people, Right? sex is that's what god wants god wants us to create life to keep creating life to you know to have this bond because you know the thing about sex right is that it is such an intimate thing and you know it took for me to be delivered to understand the importance of sex because honestly i I was, I'll be honest with you. Like, yes, I'm a woman, but I thought like a man when it came to sex, like I was just in and out, like <laughs> grab your bag and hit the door. Like I'm out. Like, that's cool. Thanks for, thanks for the good time. High five. See you later. You don't even have to call me. I'll call you. <laughs> like it was, I was so like emotionless. You know what I'm saying? Like I had cut that part out, you know, because, um, 
I'll never forget one of my, one of my cousins, again, man, I, you know, told me, you think with your, think with your head, not your heart. When you think with your heart, you're going to get stuck with these men. He was like, but if you think with your head, you're not going to, you're not going to fall for any of them. And that's exactly what it was. Like I didn't fall for any of them, you know? And that, and it just, it, it, I'm telling you sex being delivered and understanding how, being in celibacy for the last two years and walking with God and truly, uh, repenting and forgiving, forgiving myself. Right. But being forgiving and just repenting all over again, like that cycle, you know, before coming to celibacy and then being celibate. And now looking back at everything, like sex is so important. And that is truly where a married couple just comes together and they, I'm telling you, they, they reconnect, they recharge, they, they unite as one. Like that is so sacred. And that is so beautiful. Like back then they didn't have, you know, um, weddings, right? They didn't have these big expensive weddings. What do they do? They consummated their marriage. How? And that's how you knew like this, my, this, my man, (laughs) this mom, man, (laughs) you know, like that's how they, that's, that's how they did it. It was so important for me to break this addiction. Like God, like I went to the extremes because I'm telling you, I wanted to be free. I wanted to be free from this. I went to the extreme of getting rid of my bed, right? So I got a whole new bed back in 2018 I got a brand new bed because I was just like, no, I don't want any man who, who slept in my bed. I don't, I don't want that memory. I don't want that idea. I don't want to think of my bed when I think of them. I don't want that. I got rid of all my sheets that I ever had with any man. I got rid of it all. Like when I tell you, I got rid of it all because I wanted to my bed that it had, that it is right. is a pure bed. It's a bed that would be, you know, if God willing, me and my husband, you know, whatever he has planned, God has planned for us. But that I just, I just wanted to get rid of it. And I understand you're like, oh, well, I can't go get a new bed. I can't, I understand that, you know, but that's, those are things that, hey, God provided the money and I was able to get it and I got it. You know what I'm saying? What is the desire in your heart? And ask boldly, you know, what is it that that you want to get rid of so badly? And what are the action steps you are willing to take, right? That's one of them. That was, I was serious. I didn't want to have sex with men anymore. I didn't want to lust over these men. I didn't want to have ideas, thoughts. I didn't want to come home and masturbate. I didn't want to do these things, you know? So anyway, so let me start sharing more facts with y'all. Number three, porn sites receive more, listen to this, more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, Twitter combined each month. Y'all, let's rewind. Porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix? Netflix out of all places like Netflix? Come on now. Amazon? Y'all, I open Amazon like I don't even know how many times a day because I'm just, oh, I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> Let me see how much this thing costs. <laughs> and then Twitter, I don't, I don't use Twitter, you know, but it says Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each month. I mean, with Netflix and Amazon alone, I understand Twitter's a big world, you know, but dang, Amazon, Netflix, really? Number four, it says porn is a global, hear this, global estimated 97 billion industry with about 12 billion of that coming from the U.S. And then lastly, which, (coughs) excuse me, guys, 11 is the average age of a child is first exposed to porn. When I tell you, there's, it's not a joke. Porn is so serious. It goes deeper than just putting on this website and checking it on your phone or checking it on your computer. It goes, 
so much deeper. Had I not been exposed to that, would I have, you know, experimented the way that I did? Had I not watched porn, would I have done things, had relationships, wanted to have a boyfriend so bad at such a young age, you know, like, what do you, what do you, why, why do you need a boyfriend, girl? Why do you need a man to like you? Because of those doors, those feelings. Cause once you open those doors, everything else comes with it because it is a real demon. It's very real. And it's just not one demon. It's multiple little legions that come after you, come after your soul, come after your mind, come after who you are. When we come into agreement of porn, because when we're coming into the agreement of this habit, come into agreement of the of that yes, right? Satan is attacking your spiritual life. It's not that he might be. He is attacking your spiritual life. Because you're being, uh, uh, like, honestly, like, that's how I felt. And that's how I'm, I'm be real with y'all unclean like I felt so unclean like how can I how can I just finish watching porn and then want to go put on worship music while I go pick up the kids what (laughs) makes no sense make it make sense make the math math because I couldn't I just couldn't I couldn't I really could not be with myself like I really I was like disgusted with myself and that's why in 2018 was one of the hardest, yes, most blessed years of my life because a lot of addiction broke that year. A lot of things broke that year. A lot of things ended that year. A lot of things were like no more. At the end of 2018, I was just, I'm telling you, it was a lot. It was a lot. And 2018 was the year that I wanted to commit suicide. Then I gave my life to Christ again. Aiden drowned. I got baptized. All these things happened. Then I went on my journey to celibacy. Like, it was a lot. It was 2018 was that year. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I'm telling you that if God saves me from it, he can save you too. Satan is attacking your private life. You know, the thing is that, yeah, maybe nobody's seeing you. Nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody knows how angry you get. Nobody knows how much you overeat. No, Nobody knows what you're facing when you're alone in your private life. But Satan knows because he has that grip on you. He's holding you. And you're just over and over coming into agreement. God sees it. There's nothing on this earth that can hide. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Satan is attacking the purpose in your life. So when you're saying yes to him, you're saying no to what God wants you to work on. When you're saying yes to him, you're saying no to God. And that is like how brutally honest like I had to be with myself. I had to be like super uncut, unreal, like very, excuse me, uncut and very real with myself. Because the thing is, like I said earlier, your sin will make you make excuses to justify it, to say it's okay. And that is a lie straight from the pit. I didn't want to make excuses for myself anymore. I didn't want to keep saying, oh yeah, it's no problem. It's okay. No, 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 no. It's not okay, girl. It's not okay. It's not okay. When you're saying no to God, you're saying yes to Satan and now he has the upper hand. I want to uh, give you some scripture and it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not 
know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom whom you have from God. You are not of your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And that's 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18, 18 through 20. And I had to get so real with myself. Like, I... Like this is my body that God gave me. This is, this is where the Holy Spirit lives. This is my temple. Like this is no God. No, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. God break this habit from me because it was a habit. I was coming home and doing the same thing over and over and over. I created a habit. You know, I wasn't doing that before when I was in relationships. Cause I was having sex, right? I wasn't married. I was having sex. So I just replaced one thing with another. I took one thing out, added another. It was a habit. I was mad. When I was mad, I would go have sex with them. When I was happy, I would go have sex. When I was whatever, I was always turning to that. Instead of turning to the word, I was turning to the world. And what Satan had painted was okay, which it wasn't. It's not. It's not. The escape plan. I had to literally come and and make an escape plan. And I just want to say this to you. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13. These are the tips that helped me. I had to create an escape plan. I had to create an escape plan. Not because I was running from my problems, but because I literally had to get, uh, uh, create a new habit with God, create a new plan with God, because I literally, I just couldn't. I couldn't. So God, you're providing an escape. You said it. He said, it says, but with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. So I needed that escape plan. So Lord, help me. And these are the tips that helped me, and I hope that they help you. The first one was get uncomfortable. Do not just lay there. Do not just lay in the bed. You know that feeling, that urge, that tingle that comes up over you? Get uncomfortable. Get up from your bed. Get up from that couch. Walk around. Start to pray. That's number two. Start to pray. Three, start to worship. Those don't work. Guess what? You know what What worked hardcore for me that was just like on it was sitting down at my desk and opening the Bible. When that temptation came, I, I, I couldn't pray because when I was praying, the thoughts, the images were coming over my mind. It was a real war. It was a real war. Worship, worship music. No, I wanted to listen to, uh, that juvenile song, right? Mm, slow motion for me, right? Okay. Like y'all get me. Like I want to listen to those types of music <laughs> because that's, that's what got me going. And it wasn't, I didn't want to listen to worship. My, 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 my ears were resisting it, right? I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. So what worked for me What worked for me was opening the Bible. So if you are where I was at, I had to open the Bible. I had to repent over and over and over and over and and tell myself, you know what? God loves me exactly the way that I am, but we're going to work at this. We're going to work at this. God, you're going to work with me. You're going to work with me. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to leave me. God, forgive me. Break this, break this, break this. God, break this. It wasn't these long prayers. I'm being real with y'all. It wasn't these long prayers. It was a, a open, willing, and ready heart for change. Because that's you got to look at yourself. Do I really want this change? Do I really want anger to leave? Do I really want bitterness to leave? Do I really want depression to leave? Do I really want sadness to leave? Do I really want to stop overeating? Do I really want change? Be so real with yourself. And seek him, seek him, sis, seek him, seek him. 
So those, those, those were the only, that was the only way. Sitting down on my desk, opening my Bible and talking with him and reading and writing, talking with him, reading and writing, talking with him, reading and writing daily, 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 daily. And I'm telling you, it got better and better. I got stronger and stronger. Those feelings were leaving the idea was leaving, those images were leaving, that, 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 that urge was leaving everything bit by bit, layer by layer was leaving. Yes, yes, the ideas would come, but guess what we was going to do? We were going to read, sit, open, talk, write the, in the Bible, <laughs> you know, because the, you think Satan's just going to go like, okay, bye. See you. It was nice. Thanks. Oh, you're going to work with God. Okay. sis. I'm just going to go over to the neighbor's house because they don't know God. So I'm just, I'm just going to go over there while you hang out and you find this God of yours. No, hell no. Satan doesn't go like that. Girl, Satan goes with a fight. Satan goes with the fight. Like, Satan goes with the fight. It, it wouldn't be called war. It wouldn't be called battle. It wouldn't be called a fight if it wasn't a fight. It's really a fight against the flesh. Satan's does not going out on a little carriage and say, come to the next house. No, what the heck? You are strong, sis. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Because Jesus already won. Okay? Because he already paid that price. So that's why you're strong. It's not because of your own doing, but because God has the power to just breathe on you. I want to leave you with this verse, and it is one of the verses that I literally had to go back to over and over and over because I did feel unclean. I did feel dirty. I did. Those lies of the enemy did come to 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 mess with me. You know what I'm saying? But I had to remind myself, like, I am I'm a daughter. I was bought with a price. And I am beautiful. And I am worthy. And there is a plan for my life. And God will use me. I don't know when, but he will. Like, and that's the thing. Like, and I just want to say this, I don't know, but when you are first starting out with God, like we can't, we can't get on that platform yet. We have to work with God. Maddie, Maddie did a lot of work with God. A lot of unseen things by people. I didn't tell people I was battling with porn. Are you kidding me? Nobody talked about that. Nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it. I wasn't telling people that I was sleeping around. No, I was la inocente. You know what I'm saying? I I plead the fifth. Nobody knew those. Nobody knew those things, but God knew them. And just as the same way that I didn't tell anybody that I was doing X, Y, Z, I wasn't telling them that the spiritual work that I was doing behind the scenes, I wasn't telling, guess what I did today? I had my quiet time with the Lord. No, I wasn't doing that. I stayed focused on him. It was a one-on-one relationship with God. It was my private life with my husband. Like, that's where I knew, that's where I I learned, I should say, to grow and love him and truly see him as like, yo, he's my husband. He's my husband. He has been with me in the trenches and he's taken me to the glory. So the verse that I want to share with you is Romans 12, verse one through two. And it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And that's Romans 12, one through two. I wanted to please God so badly in the sense of like, man, God, I really want to do right by you because I feel like a failure. I feel like a failure, God. How can I make things right? 
How can I, how can I show you that I am serious with this walk? How can I demonstrate my love to you? How can, how can I help you help me? (laughs) Like, how can I do this? God, I want you to trust me. I want you to take me to the next level. These things that I'm praying aren't baby things. Like these are big things, God. Okay, no sex, Madeline. You can't cut off all those men. I have some really good looking guys and I had to cut all them off, sis. (laughs) All them off. Didn't matter how much money they had, how much nice smiles they had. Didn't matter the world they could offer me, right? Sis, cut them all off. All off and serve me. Cut it all off. I had to get rid of every single thing. Every single thing because I wanted to dive in deeper with God. If it was a gift that a man gave me, I don't care, y'all. I went into the deep end with God because I was serious. I wanted him to prune this demon out of my life because we know that that certain demons don't come off with what they, you have to fast and pray. It's just not, it's just not this, oh, you know, Lord, this would be good. No, like you, you got to fast and pray, sis, fast and pray. The action steps, you got to take those action steps and dive in deep with him. Dive in deep. What is that habit that you're just saying, God, break this? Maybe it's anger. Maybe you know how you can offer your body as a living sacrifice. Silence your mouth when you really want to say something snarky. Silence your mouth. Overeating. Guess what? We're going to go on this plan. We're not going to buy the junk no more, sis. What are you overeating? Don't buy that no more. As, as cut and dry as that may sound, you're like, but how? No, yes. For me, it was getting rid of all that stuff. Stuff. Stuff that was given to me. Stuff. Deleting numbers. Deleting pictures. Deleting all of it, sis. Because I was so committed to my husband. And when I think about that, like I think about... When I get my husband here on earth, am I going to be faithful? If I could be faithful to my God, then I could be faithful to my husband, right? How can I be, how can I be unfaithful to either one and try to be faithful to the other? It just doesn't, it just doesn't match up. For me, it was, for me, it is loyalty, integrity. Like those are really like, I am so serious. Honesty. Those are like one of the core things about Maddie. Like you will have honesty, loyalty, integrity because I have that with God. You know what I'm saying? And if I have that with God, I can have that with people because I'm just like, okay, you're going to, you're going to know this is, this is who Maddie is because I've, I've been doing the work with the Lord, right? Just if you're finding yourself in this story, if my testimony this podcast touched you and you're like, man, this is me. I feel so dirty. I feel so unclean. God, I have anger issues. God, I have uh, trust issues. God, I have depression. God, I have this, 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 this. God, this is me. It's not porn, but it's this, God. And it feels the same way. Um, understand that he is ready and, and, and open for you. His, oh, his arms are open. All you really have to do is go and repent. And talk with him and sit down and say, (coughs) God, I'm here. God, I'm here. You know, I I just want to say this. Um, I was really struggling with to do this podcast today because I, I feel perfectly fine. But when I tell you from last week to this week, I know that it's a spiritual attack. The more that I talk, the more that I do, the more that I am serving the Lord. Here comes always attacking my voice. It's my voice. So whether it be a cough or sore throat, whatever, and I feel perfectly fine, but it's like literally in my throat, this cough out of nowhere. And I said, God, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to be rude and coughing and 
and and just being excuse me and being like this person but I want to be so raw and real with you guys that I want to share every bit and and show you every side that the spiritual attacks are real and (coughs) oh lord jesus satan you are a liar the spiritual attacks are real and if satan could only silence my voice if it if satan could only um dim my light then there would be no maddie there would be no mondays with maddie there would be nobody listening to this message who really needed to listen to this message my obedience to god is so much far more greater than my own self and flesh because when you do the work and you really truly consecrate yourself in the lord and you truly just dive in with him i'm telling you sis he will not leave you hanging he will ever leave you hanging so i say that to you because God's not going to leave you. God's not going to forsake you. God's not going to leave you hanging. I'm telling you, you want to truly surrender to him. Truly surrender. And watch your life change. Watch the addiction break. Watch the habits break. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. I appreciate all of you. And I hope you all have a blessed week. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and send this to anyone who may need to hear this for more of the daily dose of my life and also see my two beautiful boys. Follow me on Instagram and see the face behind the voice. Go ahead and follow me on IG life underscore with underscore Maddie underscore. Thank you guys and stay blessed. Keep going, sis, no matter what it looks like. Keep going no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. You got this because we serve a God who is very real. And who's always on time. And even on your worst days. He is there with you. And he is for you. He is not against you. And it doesn't matter how big your sin is. How dirty your sin looks. How messed up. To the to the common uh, brain. It would not be interpreted in. Right? Or to the common eye. Would it be so disgusted and disturbed. It doesn't matter. None of that scares God. Your story does not scare God. You cannot scare God, okay? So go to him, surrender to him, go to him, and I'm telling you, watch him break this from you. Watch him work. Watch him move if you truly just surrender to him, sis. All right, guys, I love you so much, and I pray that this week is just filled with so much blessings, and that this today is the start of your new journey. This is the day that things start to change in the name of Jesus. All right, guys, love you. Stay blessed.